Welcome everybody to another episode of The Business Boys. Today we are Eric Lindros, Eric, episode 88, Ocho Ocho. Um, with me as always is my main man, Spence. How you doing? I'm doing great. Episode 88, a lot of big, a lot of great 88s. But uh, love the big easy, big Lindros, the big vegetable now after our 20 concussions and getting killed by Scott Stevens. Uh, just November's a grind, bro. I don't know about you. Been busy, getting a little cooler out. Um, Dark. Yeah. I feel like I've aged a couple years this month. Yeah, I hear you, man. But for me, nothing I, uh, lemon life, hard lemonade seltzer can't fix. Two weeks in a row, still in the fridge. Yeah. I didn't buy a new one, but just haven't had it, you know? Well, cheers to you. I got a Labatt Blue. Wow. Very nice. I'm I'm very curious, man, because the uh, 500 mLs of Blue are like 20% cheaper at all times at the grocery store. Even at, like not on sale. It's two bucks a can. Even Budweiser. 20% goes cheaper on than s- what? Than, than other beers? Budweiser goes on sale. It's 260 a can. Molson's usually high twos, but the Blue is always two bucks. I feel like it's in the same ballpark, same universe as those. So I, I don't know if there's some something sketchy going on in Labatt Blue that I don't know about and there's quality issues, but fuck it. I, I'm, I'm drinking it. Is it at your specific store or is it like? Yeah, just at the store I go to. I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't uh, ventured out and looked for Blue anywhere else, really. I'm sure they have some, maybe they probably have like a nice warehousing deal or a nice volume discount that they can fucking spruce that up. It's quite possible. I, I hope it's that and not some sort of quality issues that I'm getting uh, cheap beer for. There's like rat poison in it or something. I don't think they let that slide. It's probably like, like every uh, company does their own marketing and spend and whatever. And I bet you Labatt just pumps it into getting, getting you good deals, premium beer at a low, low cost. It's not like advertised on the shelf though. It's like tucked in a corner. So yeah. So like most like most beverage companies, especially if you're in the fr- in the fridge, like pay for their cooler space. So the more like front facing cans you have, so the more like lines you have in the fridge, the more it costs you like to be in there. And the farther and the lower you are away from eyesight, the like the cheaper it is, right? So if you're oh, just yeah. pumping it in the bottom right corner, maybe a couple fucking slots. And they're probably not paying many fees to be in that spot and just pump up the deals. Yeah, they're definitely showcasing the fancy ciders and the microbrew IPAs, four bucks a pop. You know, the blues tucked in the back, probably just for me. I'm probably their only source, uh, their only consumer buying it. But, uh, you know, we grew up in an era that didn't have microbrew fancy sour beer IPAs and, and those delicious looking lemon things. Uh when we were growing up, it was Molson, Molson Canadian, Molson Dry, Labatt, Labatt 50, you know, it was... A simpler time. Yeah, it, it, it kind of was, but uh, I'm not going to complain because I love the the, the uh, seltzers and that that they have now. Yeah. And as, you know, I love showing up at a part, like, getting there to a party and, like, you always had the combo. Like, I'm getting, like, one of us would get the dry for, like getting fucked up and the other one would get the light beer for pong and after it's just a great combo and you tie yeah. that in with a nice on a nice summer's day maybe with like a six pack of like 
the lime Bud Light lime or like Bud Light lime BLL. Oof, you set for a great day. Coors Light iced tea. Giddy up. And the iced tea. Yeah. Throw in a couple of white claws. The claws. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> Speaking oh, of cooking yeah. with gas, are are you a Costco man? Are you a uh, I fucking despise Costco. I hate it. Hey, okay. I, I think I think we're we're parking our cars in the same garage now because I was gonna go on a rant about it, how it's overrated. Oh, mega overrated. Could have been because I was pretty hungover when I went on Saturday, but it's just too packed, man. It's too packed. The line <laughs> packed Shakur. Two packed Shakur times two. The lines are long. They they do go pretty fast. So give them credit. And you know maybe it's just because I'm not I don't go to Costco that much. But fuck, I can't find anything. I'm running around like a madman in there, like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to find the the good hummus that I want. I have to settle for the normal hummus. You know, I want the one with the like mushy stuff in the middle. You know, the different flavors. Oh, the sabra. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I couldn't fucking find it. Why wouldn't it be with the normal hummus? And then of course I had to buy a two pack. Another uh, Tupac Shakur. Anyways, I I get why, like, you know, I think you got to probably attack it differently. Maybe go, like, Sunday night or something. I don't know. But Saturday going to Costco, it's, you know, plan your day, man. You're going to be there forever. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hate Costco. The last time I went, granted, again, I was, it was two days after my bachelor party, which was, I was rocking a mega hangover, but uh every time i go i hate it and i'm not always hungover when i go um the last time i went was because uh rose specifically wanted to go and get flowers from there for the wedding which shout out we saved a bunch of money so i was cool with that but outside of that first off i live in a fucking apartment like i don't have storage space and it's Mm -hmm. like i'm not like i'll pay the extra 37 cents like to not have to hold stock in my fucking apartment (laughs) That I work out of, like, yo, for one. And for two, I, I don't find their prices that good. Like, yeah, okay, cool. You get, like, a five-pack of Dio. Like, sure. Like, you know, you get, like, 18 toothpastes and you don't, like, okay, fine. If I had, like, a family of 13, then sure. Like, you know. But, like, to go there, like, like some people, like, some couples will go, like, once a month. And it's, like, my why is my bill so fucking expensive? Ah. And it's like they they have like their discounts on some stuff, but you can't get everything there. And like I find their like their vegetables or fruits and vegetables are fucking expensive. And like their meat's not even that cheap. I'd rather just go to a grocery store and buy meat when it's on sale and just keep it in the freezer and I'll have meat at a good price. And I don't have to fucking chop it up into little fucking freezer bags every time i go buy meat and fucking sit for six hours and fucking separate it all (laughs) yeah i'm with you man uh i will say one thing i do like their kirkland brand their uh private label stuff in general but yeah and you know what i think as we get older get a house or something have a fucking storage room maybe some some little fuckers running around the house that uh will probably grow to like it but goddamn, man, I, I don't know. I was just, I, I wanted to kill myself when I was there on Saturday. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing I, they have two things I really like. Two. Wife likes the pot stickers. And it's like the <laughs> pot sticker brand. Great. 
Okay. And the seaweed. I like they have good price on those little seaweed chips. I can I can I get down on those, I'll bring them to work. But that's the only thing. Well said, well said. All right, let's let's move on. Let's pick the games and then let's uh, spit out some some news. There's a lot happening. I mean, not really, but yeah. yeah like I know I'll go first this week on the on the game. I I want I always bet on the Falcons, and they always let me down. I'm like, no, Matt Ryan, he still got it. He's still okay. He, he makes it close. Like he can make any game close. But no, I'm going Pats on this one. Is it over seven? seven? It's seven exactly. So it moved up. I think it opened at like five and a half. I was kind of waiting for it to go to seven and a half and then reluctantly betting the Falcons. So I, I'll take... So we can make our own spread. No, no, no. I'll take, I'll take New England seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half. You're just, it's not... Unless they lose by seven, you know, it's not... I'll take the Falcons. I'm not gonna bet it. Maybe seven and a half tomorrow, and I'm bored. I might, I might, I might actually bet it. But uh, I think it's like fifty percent chance. It's a, it's a Pats win by five, or fifty percent chance the Pats win by fifty. Like <laughs> it's one of those games. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So maybe take an alt spread. A little alt spread. I could do that. But you know like what? Pat's thirteen I've, and a half. God damn, man! I'm I'm so bad on Thursday nights. I've learned to just not bet, but it's hard. It's hard when it's the only game on and you're a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pat's looking good. Looking good. Looking back. Falcons yeah. looking terrible. Anyway, speaking of the of the of the red and blue, like the Pats. A uh, little little color change, little color hue change for uh, our, our, I guess, our cousin over in France. Um, apparently, this happened three years ago and no one noticed. Did it really? The, yeah, that's what I saw. Oh, man. I they saw changed. it trending on Twitter. Yeah. So, it, people only notice now, but France changed the blue hue on their flag three years ago, supposedly uh to commemorate uh or to it, it's back to what it used to be supposedly and it's to kind of pay homage to uh the people who fought in world war one and world war two and, and and some of the other wars um and no one noticed but now everyone's freaking out yeah because they changed the hue of like the red and the blue i mean it was just the oh, blue just the blue they changed the hue of the blue I saw yeah. it trending on Twitter. I clicked on it. I saw some people with hot takes. I'm like Jesus Christ, man. is this what we're concerned with now? If the blue is like five, five less RGB in one direction or the other. Give me a break. So it's back to the old system. I, I respect respecting those uh, supposedly good stuff. Yeah, no. I, I don't want to say any more on that. It's I have ridiculous. nothing else to say on that. I think some of the biggest news of the week, and by biggest news of the week, I'm just because my Instagram is filled with it. Uh, Bitcoin had a had a little slump yesterday, the last couple of days, um, well off the high, about ten percent drop on kind of like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, and some of the other coins out there. Um, do you want to shine some light on that? I took some notes myself. 
I know you you had a little note here about their ETF being banned. Yeah, well, it was. I think the drop it didn't really uh, drop on uh, this news, but I thought it was kind of interesting. They're trying to get a Bitcoin ETF approved, and they currently have a Bitcoin futures ETF. But the Bitcoin ETF, the SEC rejected uh, the filing for physical Bitcoin ETF, basically saying it still lacked confidence that the Bitcoin market was free of manipulation and fraud. Um, Basically, the SEC can control the futures market. I don't uh, Bitcoin futures because they're traded on the uh, I always fuck up this middle word Chicago Mercantile Mercantile Exchange, the CME. The uh, futures and options exchange in Chicago where you can fucking trade like metals, like crazy shit, like orange futures and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's basically like they want to have direct oversight in it. And like, to be honest too, like Bitcoin ETF, like if you really want Bitcoin, it's not that hard to buy it. Like I get like maybe, oh, I don't directly want to own the asset. I just want to own the ETF. <sighs> Just go buy it, like, if you want to own it. But it is kind of stupid. Like, if you're going to have a Bitcoin futures ETF, like, you should have a pure play Bitcoin ETF as well. But, you know, SEC wants to control everything. Yeah, so supposedly it's not, like, a total... Like, I I think people weren't even expecting it to pass before, like, to pass right away. And they're still going to... Like, people are still saying it, probably looking more just like 2022 or 2023 that that it'll get passed, but people are still optimistic. Yeah. I think it's like easier for maybe older people who have a bunch of ETFs to just get their advisor to get it or get it through their bank or something. Right. To get some exposure. Right. Right. Instead of trying to figure it like setting up a, one of these accounts, is not always the easiest. And especially if you're not super comfortable online and, there's a lot of like red flags. Like, why do I have to give my passport and my this and my that? So um, even I was a little bit hesitant, but um, yeah. And then some of the other main, uh, re- like, I, I think the, 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 there was a bunch of reasons for the drop this week. I got like four listed here. Uh, just like a lot of little news. Uh, for one, the last seven weeks, Bitcoin itself went from 40K to 69K. So you're going to see some pullbacks no matter what investment you're having, especially on that big of a run-up. A pullback's fine. It's good. Um, nothing to uh, go crazy about. Um, also, there was more news about China's crackdown on Bitcoin. Um, it's on mining, not owning, but kind of looking like they might eliminate owning it as well. Um, so there was news there adding some, I guess, some uncertainty in the market. Um, interest rates in the U.S. have been going up kind of strengthening the US dollar and for a while people were looking to Bitcoin as like an inflation hedge. Uh, so people maybe pulling out of there as well. The Twitter CFO came out and said buying crypto assets, quote unquote, does not make sense right now, uh, which is kind of weird because Twitter is owned by Jack and Jack also owns Square who invested a lot into Bitcoin and are they are investing into not buying crypto but are investing into potentially using it on their platform jack loves uh, jack loves bitcoin he jerks off to bitcoin <laughs> so um yeah their but their investment policy is not to hold volatile assets um and we know that twitter 
uh, hates profits and money and making money on their services. So uh, could have a little something to do with it too. Um, but Square, a huge proponent of it. So I don't, I wouldn't look too deep into that. If it's not your portfolio fit, that makes total sense. It doesn't mean he's, he thinks it's a bad fit for other people. So wouldn't look too much into that either. Yeah. But those are kind of like the quick hitter highlights as to why potentially there was a little drop. I didn't hear about that Twitter looking, CEO guy coming out, but I did hear that Tim Cook owns some crypto. Yeah, it was their CFO. He might own it. He might own it personally, but not as part of Twitter's investment portfolio. I guess that doesn't make it like strategic a ton of sense for Twitter. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't look too much into it. Like I wouldn't like if I was running a company, I wouldn't like put all my company's future into into that. You know, but I'm such a sick fuck. Like I would, I'd be more than happy for it to crash like fifty percent, so I can load up some more. Yeah, I'd totally, rather a fifty totally. percent drop than rally. Uh eh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not fifty, but I'll, like a twenty-five, I'd be. I'd, I wouldn't mind that. What else you got in here? We got we got a few things we can definitely some some nice hitters in here that we can go I love over. Love a good hitter. A uh, s- couple of big ass companies, big old companies, American companies. Looking at splitting up, a little spin-off, a little Spinny McGee. So it came out last week, I believe, that General Electric, GE, which uh, used to be probably the premier business in the U.S., um, in recent years has kind of lost its lut. I can't speak today. Lost its luster? Did I get that right? Lady luck. <laughs> It's kind of, uh, you know, it's fallen on hard times a little bit, but uh, they're looking at splitting up the conglomerate into three separate companies. The companies would be, uh, I had to hang up on my girlfriend there. She's calling me. The uh, companies, I told her doing a podcast, literally at five o'clock. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, GE does a little bit of everything. Um, aviation business, build engines. Oh, do they build engines? Yeah, I think they build engines. Other sh- uh, airplane parts. Let's just leave it at that. They have GE Renewable and Power. Um, everything from renewable energy to mostly uh, natural gas, coal, power um, components to power, like massive power plants and that. And then GE Healthcare, um, which is quite a big business. And they've sold off a lot of companies and smaller parts of their business to like Danaher and other companies since Larry Culp took over. He's a pretty stud CEO, is very capable. But this is kind of a this kind of a pretty big spin off. It's gonna be I think a billion, two billion in uh, one time costs. Going forward, I think Culp will remain CEO of GE Aviation. And, um, yeah, so instead of having one company with kind of three massive divisions, you're going to have three separate companies. As always, the goal is to have a singular or maybe not singular, but have a more narrow focused. Um, and then G and G Johnson, a Johnson also came out and said, J and J and J, J. my bad. I'm all out of sorts. <laughs> today. Um, it's been a long day. J and J 
is saying they want to split in two, have their consumer products business in one and their pharmaceutical business in the other. We're kind of seeing this a little more often in the market now. I wouldn't be shocked if we see it perhaps out of necessity for Amazon to split off AWS. Uh, We saw it with our boys, Gap, splitting off. Or sorry, not Gap. They proposed to split off Old Navy. That didn't go through. We did see it with Victoria's Secret splitting off Bath & Body, which has done quite well. Actually, both um, individual companies have done well since the split. I think, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing a little bit of a breakup from conglomerates. You know, I think it's always important for the company to have a more narrow focus. Uh, you you want to try to expand and take over the world, but you got to kind of stay true to your core values, your products, your services. So I think in the end, this is probably going to be a, a definite positive for both companies. Probably more GE. It's a little more complex. Um, Maybe that's not fair to say because J&J is such a huge company and they do so much shit, but it's really like pharmaceuticals, consumer products. It, it's GE's like building engines on one hand. They're like in healthcare on the other and they're like trying to build like renewable energy plants on the other hand. So yeah, I think net positive for both and uh, yeah, that's it. Beautiful. One of the things uh, that definitely caught my eye this week was this NVIDIA Omniverse, um, which I, I was like, fuck, another verse. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is, like, how many verses are there? So supposedly the Omniverse, if you Google what the Omniverse is, was super confusing, but it's not what NVIDIA Omniverse is. Omniverse is like this theory, essentially, that there's like four universes kind of like piled on top of each other. Uh, don't quote me on that because I am not a scientist at all. But um, this NVIDIA Omniverse seems fucking cool. Um, they are getting into the game side of things. But I think what really caught my eye was these like real world applications. Um, some of them include creating like this digital, like essentially this digital twin of, for example, a forest. So they can better understand uh, forest fires, how they go down, paths, the root cause of these forest fires uh, can like recreate them and, and, and learn from them. So uh, I thought that was like a super cool idea because everything we've been hearing about the verse has been gaming, social, toys, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and it's nice to see like some of these other applications that can come from it, especially when you're like explaining to your fucking dad that you're like invested in the metaverse and he thinks you're a fucking idiot. And <laughs> why don't people just want to go outside? And you're like, no, 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 there's good things that can come from this too. Um, <laughs> so there was that. Um, they also been doing like another thing, examples like they've been partnering with, I forget the company right now. Erickson, but, uh, right? This is, yeah, that's what it was to better to like do these like digital twins again of cities so they can better understand how to like lay out 5G plans and, and locations and, and the network and, and lay it out. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, seemed like much more useful like uh, than Facebook's plan of having it using it for social networking and Microsoft's plan for like having like virtual meetings and PowerPoint presentations in it. So Definitely some, uh, some some pretty useful real world application there. Yeah, like I love Nvidia, yeah. and that stock's been 
a monster, as predicted on the business boys last year. Getting close to that one T mark. So, keep it up. Great stuff. Um, something that caught my eye big time was the Burger King parent restaurant brands international stock ticker QSR, which owns currently Burger King, Tim Hortons, and Popeyes. Pretty solid little trio of restaurants. Um, they are buying a new restaurant. It's called Firehouse Subs. I don't believe you have it located in the great city of Montreal. but I have never heard of them. There is one uh, close to me. There's a couple. And I'm a big fan. It's like a fancier subway. Um, but different too. Um, there, there are certain things I like about subway that you can dress a sandwich with the veggies you want. You you kind of just get, you know, what comes with the sub. You know, if it's a club on the sub, you get some lettuce, tomato. If it's like a, uh, like a, like a like some sort of a steak melt or something, it's usually not a ton of veggies on it. But it, it's really fucking good. It's it's much fresher and <laughs> definitely seems healthier. Um, so I'm a big fan. I get it quite often. But yeah, Burger King bought them for a billion, or I should say restaurant brands bought it for a cool billion. Um, and I think I saw Firehouse. Yeah, where is the growth? Smokehouse beef and cheddar brisket. Yeah, sandwich. that's what I meant. Like if you're getting a brisket there, like they'll like it's their sauce that they put. You can add like lettuce, tomato, but usually the brisket's just like it's just plain, man. But uh, I, I wanted to say their, their sales grew like 50% year over year. I can't find it. But, uh, you know, BK, Tim Hortons, not doing great in the States. Burger King's usually, you know, like small single digits if, they, if they're growing. Popeye's had a big bump with the chicken sandwich and, and the wars there. But kind of slipping a bit. So I think a pretty solid uh, addition for them. Look out Subway. They're coming. What's great about Firehouse Subs, though... And what I love is when you get a sub, they give you like a fresh, a fresh uh, pickle with it. With every oh. sub. Yeah. And a little baggie. So I'm a big fan. Very nice. Looks yeah. delicious. I'm starving. <laughs> made, made my own beef brisket this weekend. It was fucking good. Yeah. In the slow cooker? Yeah, I did it in the, uh, I actually did it in the oven. More Jewish style than Texas barbecue, but uh, barbecue season is a little bit past. Yeah, yeah, I put it in for a few hours, made my own little gravy, put some carrots so the brisket stood nice on top, but still moist. Mm. Oh, it's good. Sounds delicious. Delish. Nice little $6 piece of meat fucking demolished it. Mm. I want to quickly ask, because uh, both these stocks got kind of smoked lately. About Peloton and Beyond Meat. I was curious what you think. Like, do you think they were just maybe a fad or are they here to stay? It's just, you know, normal tribulation for any company that any company has. Well, I think like with Beyond, we just saw the valuation when they launched just skyrocket because I think you could just get it was a cheap stock to buy. And I think just a lot, it was very consumer facing. And I think people just, believe in that and went bananas 
Uh, I think it's here to stay. I think that restaurant chains, like it, it, it's definitely like a household name now, right? To get like this Beyond Burger, I think it's here to stay. But I don't think it's going to be what a lot of people thought it was in this like replacement. I, I really don't think you're going to be finding it in people's homes. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, it's, I think maybe converting like current meat eaters to, to switch to that is, isn't maybe going as fast as they anticipated. Um, it's, I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, I'm a little skeptical too. And I think competition is already here, but I think more is probably coming as well. So I, I think at least for now, it'll remain like, a, a, you know, it'll still grow every year. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's going to be more humans than that. People switch vegetarian, but I, th- I think it'll be more of a niche market for the next foreseeable future. I was more interested in Peloton because I was kind of going back and forth in my head, you know, angel on the right, devil on the left. And I can hear the argument from both sides, and now I'm just all combobulated. I I don't know what to think, man. <laughs> yeah, well, they've definitely not had a lot of good like PR in the last year from those commercials with the chick who everyone said looked like she was like being forced to work out or whatever. And then there was like all this news about their uh, product not working or killing a kid or whatever it was. I forget right now. Um, yeah, disaster. Uh, yeah, I think I, I definitely think the trend of at home exercise versus going to the gym will is going to continuously increase. And we saw a big switch. And I think that's why people were so in on Peloton because of COVID and everyone was forced to work from home. We're slowly seeing people go back to work. But even then, it's like, People don't want to go full-time back to work. People like being at home. People are willing to commute more if it's two to three times a week that they're only going into the office. So if they can, if their people are only working out three times a week, which I would say is probably high for (laughs) a lot of people, um, uh, I I don't see why that trend in itself would, is going to go down. I think it'll just continuously slower than the past year, obviously, but Mm -hmm. will continue to grow. Whether Peloton's the right company to take advantage of that trend, I think is still uh, up in the air. I think people who are into it and, and like the richer people will will still like it, and I don't think they care about the negative PR. But it's it, they've got to make their product a little bit more, like I guess affordable. And I like I don't I don't know. I know you can just get like the Peloton like home workout kits, but like you can find that shit on YouTube. You know, I think they're gonna if they want success, they're gonna have to pair it with the products. Yeah, and and that was one of my main positives, especially now. Like the valuation is pretty attractive, and it is like a massive subscription business. Um, and they are still. It's not like their revenue dropped like fifty percent. They're still growing. Uh, it still looks pretty nice. It's just, I think you you kind of saw the the peak during the pandemic, and then you know some of those people are going back to gyms, or maybe some people just you know it's a it's a clothes hanger now you know, clothes rack. I think just the main hesitation for the negative is just the, the industry in general, like fitness industries. It's so cyclical and fatty, man. You know, like it's, you know, the bull flex is the coolest thing on the street and like fucking infomercials in your face. Like hell, um, I never had a bull flex. I always thought it looked awesome, but that like that shit never really worked out, you know? And, uh, you know, even with, I'm sure you guys listening have realized like gyms around the corner that are always packed and then they're just bankrupt the next day. You can't understand why it's just, it's just a tough industry, you know? 
Like, I think they have a great business model, though, but. But I think one thing that they definitely have working for them is the people that are buying, like, their, their target market is still, like, still young. You know what I mean? Like, the people that can afford Peloton are typically not the type of people that would buy Peloton, like, especially the equipment I'm talking about more of. Like, because they don't have the money yet. But eventually, those, like, the younger generation who very much value be, being at home and having that work-life balance and value working out, but also, like, like our parents did, like, my, I don't know about you, but, like, my parents didn't really, like, work out. They started again recently. But, like, when they were, like, busy parents, like, they didn't work out. Like, I feel like our, our parents' generation, like, they didn't, like, it wasn't as important, right, that, that balance. But... It is for us and our generation, but I, like we don't have money. I still like going to the gym, but if I had a basement, I'd work out at home. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't work out, but uh, that's because I'm lazy. <laughs> I go for walks. That's my workout. I, I mean, I don't think it's even that unaffordable too, because you can use a firm and pay it off over like three years. You know, if you really wanted to. Yeah, possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's but we also don't have the space, like. Yeah, I don't have the space, and I don't think I would use it enough. I know myself. Anyways, it's it's certainly something interesting. I think if you're uh, a big believer in it, that you should go nibble now. Um, but yeah, I I really couldn't make up my mind about it. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. You want to close out with something? I'll let you pick from this list. Something cool. Else. I'll pick one that's kind of cool, like uh, that I looked up. Uh, fucking space trucking. Um, so Northrop Grumman, uh, who, if you don't know, is a large uh, aerospace and defense manufacturer. They're a prime contractor in the space. Um, do a lot of government work. And just to quickly um, so, uh, interject, one of the best company names out there. I really like it's, it. It's, yeah. Keep going. So, um, essentially, they're right now they're leading a team uh, to make an a- astronaut transport vehicle for the moon. Uh, uh, for pro- it's called Project. So the not the, the truck is not called this, but the project is called Project Artemis. Uh, Artemis Fowl. If you've ever read those books, of course I have. But um, <laughs> but essentially, Project Artemis, as it says on their website, the first thing you see is it will land the first woman and first person of color onto the moon. Um, that's the first and most important thing on the website. But mostly, the goal is to have a long-term stay on the moon uh, for "quote unquote" discovery, economic benefits, and inspiration. It's uh, be like Luther, so it's kind uh, of like Umbrella Academy, living on the moon. Yes. Yeah, big dumb idiot. <laughs> but essentially, the plan is um, to to go to try out the driving around in the car to do some discovery to learn some things with a long term goal of being able to send an astronaut to Mars, uh, which is fucking cool. So um, yeah, it's just part of the part of the thing. So more space. I efforts. like it. We love it's to cool. see it. Yeah, I like space efforts. So do I. Space is cool. Seen some. I saw some really sharp pictures from SpaceX the other week. Of planet Earth almost looks fake, but it's pretty pretty amazing. Some people think it is. 
I mean, they get amazing pictures in outer space of Earth. I can't even take like a selfie without screwing it up. Fuck selfies. Yeah, agreed. That's all I got, man. Do you want to touch on anything else? Nah, a few other things here, but uh, we can we can park it for the next time. All right. Well, uh, fuck. Thanks for uh, checking in, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in for episode Eric Lindjoff special number 88. Um, And uh, from all of us here at the Business Boys, we will check you later. Peace out.